Welcome back to the Endure It podcast. I am your host, Rachel Thomas. I am excited because this is episode number seven. And according to statistics, most podcasts don't make it to episode seven. People burn out, they lose their their way, and they just stop. And I am excited to say we are at episode seven and we have no plans of stopping anytime soon. So let's all take a break for a second and let's sing celebrate. All right, there's your entertainment for this episode. I'll probably never do that again. (laughs) I hope everybody's had a really awesome week. My week was a tough one and it had a lot of pain in it and that's okay. I survived and I am still here today fighting and pushing forward and enduring. Enduring, enduring, and I endured some more. So it's all good. That's what we do. We keep pushing forward, keep fighting forward. If you get a second, check us out. We have our website up and running. It's www.endureitpodcast.com and we have some apparel on there as well. Totally thrilled about the apparel. Um, I'm loving the jacket and I love the runner tank top. So if you get a chance, go over to the website and check us out. And if you're listening to the podcast and you find it encouraging, share a review on your podcast platform. Uh, When we get reviews, that promotes the podcast and more people have the ability to click on the Endure podcast and listen. So if you would do that, that would help us out. Also, we would love to hear your story. If you have a story of endurance, we all do, and you would like to share it on the Endure podcast, shoot us an email at rzt at enduritpodcast.com, rzt at enduritpodcast.com. We have actually received a few and we are lining things up to get some interviews going so that we can share other people's uh, testimonies and stories of endurance. So I'm really, really excited about that. We have three right now. So that to me is so exciting. Hopefully some of you or a lot of you have started getting outdoors and walking, jogging, running. Our bodies need movement. So get out there and move and do something. Hopefully you're increasing your water and increasing the stuff that we eat that makes us feel good. Fruits and vegetables and good lean meats. I actually had a doctor's appointment last week with my functional medicine doctor and I got results for gluten sensitivity testing. And guess what, guys? I am gluten sensitive. So I get to alter my diet one more time and possibly another time. She also tested me for food sensitivities uh, to see if my body is reacting to foods that it does not like the way it does to gluten. So I had some pretty impressive sensitivities when it comes to gluten. And I have taken gluten out of my diet since uh, it's probably been going on about a week. So I'll keep you posted on 
if I notice any drastic changes. I've had some maybe subtle changes, but I'm still going through withdrawals. <laughs> Um, I was, I actually cried that day when she told me I had a moment with Zach and just had a, a, a small breakdown because I love the no name cake from Mod Pizza. I don't know if you've ever tried that, but it's like a hostess ding dong, but a thousand times better. It's called the no name cake at Mod Pizza and it is so delicious. And when I have a stressful day and I'm craving chocolate, that is my go-to dessert. So I had to kiss it goodbye and I shed some tears over that one. That that was a shock to the system. I don't know if you've ever tried to go without gluten. You'll discover that gluten is clearly in everything from shampoo, makeup, eyeshadow, lipstick, food, body wash. I mean, they put gluten in everything. So I'm still learning the ins and outs of that. But anyways, keep you posted on that and maybe the next episode. So pray for me in my withdrawal season from gluten. Moving right along, I am so excited to announce that I have a special guest with me today. And it just so happens to be the co-host of the Endure It podcast, my sweetheart husband, Zachary Allen Thomas. So now I would like to officially welcome you to the Endure It podcast. You are my first official guest, Zachary. How does that make you feel? That makes me feel great. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be able to be your guest. Be my guest. Be my guest. (laughs) You're supposed to sing the other part. Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited that you're here. So I thought we could start maybe with you just kind of telling telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and maybe include some of your pieces of your endurance story. Sure. I was born in Hobbs, New Mexico, 1982. You're not from Texas. Not from Texas. You're not a a true Texan. All right. I coined this phrase and I'm fixing to tell you it's i I'm a new Texican. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm a new Texican. Anyway. You're you're grafted in. Yeah. I'm grafted in. That's exactly (laughs) right. I mean, Hobbs is really like a stone throw away from Texas, so I'm more more Texan. I'm I'm grandfathered in for sure. So you are more Texan? Yeah, I am definitely more Texan. How many years have you been here? Oh, goodness. Since I was around five years old, between five and six years old. Okay, yeah. I'll let you have that. Yeah, yeah. So most of my life, if not almost all of my life, except for those few years, um, I'm Texan get over it right <laughs> yes. yes okay yes so going back to 1982 in, in Hobbs New Mexico I was born in the middle of a storm apparently that's what I've been told and uh maybe were... it was a good indicator of what life might be like <laughs> <laughs> storms and everything else and uh and, and another good indicator was the fact that um fun fact I was uh, my mom was in labor with me for 54 hours. Yeah, there must have been some kind of spidey sense going on in the womb. Like, uh-uh, I don't want to go into this crazy world. <laughs> Leave me. Let me be. You were comfortable where you were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 54 hours? 54 hours. Your poor mother. Nah, she'll be all right. Shout out to your mama. 
she's fine. She made it. She had two other kids. We'll ask her about that whenever she does an interview. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get her side of the story. Uh, let's see. So it was actually, you know, my parents got divorced at, at two, and I went to, I went with, ended up going away with my mother. We ended up being in a pretty, pretty rough place, pretty rocky place. Not a fun place. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into great depths of uh, detail in this episode, but we definitely will uh, go into detail in further episodes down the road. Yes. But uh, it ended up being a place of, of strife and heartache and pain, a lot of physical pain. There was lots of physical abuse mm-hmm. um, to her mm-hmm. um, and to me. And, um, God, you know, God kind of brought me out of that. I will say I attribute that all to God. Mm-hmm. Brought me out of that. Ended up living with grandparents for a little while, and then actually moving here with my dad, mm-hmm. and coming to live with my dad as he was finding work down here, and getting his life straight, and and things like that. So he got remarried to I I, I called her mom. You know she and she was my mom. This um, was your stepmom when your, this was my step-mom, your dad remarried. Right. And, you know, she really was like my mother. I mean, not, I didn't have very many memories. I, I, I mean, I did, but they weren't great. Um, my, the memories I had of my biological mother were scenes of out of a horror movie. Right. Or, you know, out of a thriller or something. That had to have been hard as a child seeing abuse. Mm, sure. And then experiencing it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. There was there was lots of stuff. Like I said, we'll we'll, we'll dive into that later on. Maybe more of a, a testimonial type thing. Just talking about some of the other things we have to overcome in life. Sure. Um, but they got they got married and divorced when I was twelve, eleven, twelve, and um, that was pretty hard. So my my sister Taylor was born, and. Um, we ended up living with Dad through some life choices, made some horrible decisions, and got divorced. And God still, I guess you could look at it and say that he still he still showed his mercy and his grace and his goodness on my life through all the terrible things mm-hmm. um, that I went through. And even the kids, and he, he brought us, well, I'll say it, he, he brought us you. And mm-hmm. our other two children. Yeah, he so did. He, he blended us, and mm-hmm. here we are. So that's that's just a, a little bit about myself. But you had you experienced your own health battle at one time where things got a little scary for you when you got sick. Tell us a little bit about that experience. That's correct. That did happen. I was 14 years old, and I'm going to give a health tip. Okay, health yes, tip, health tip please do. So at 14 years old, I find myself in the hospital for a couple months and out of school for several months, all due to the fact that my foot was growing at a rapid pace and I had brand new basketball shoes and I didn't want to tell my dad because basketball shoes were expensive that I needed another pair of basketball shoes in the same basketball season because wow. my foot was growing so fast that... <laughs> Um, so I would curl up my toes because I felt guilty in a sense because I, I felt bad that my dad would have to go buy new shoes. And I curled up my toes and ran and just ended up getting an ingrown. Oh. Actually, two of them. Those were so painful. And 
ended up getting an infection, a staph infection, and we didn't know what it was. We thought it was a flu. We thought we were fighting the flu. Wow. We weren't fighting the flu. So what, when you got sick and thought it was the flu, how did you determine it was more than the flu? What what happened? Well, my fever, would it didn't matter what medicine was given to me. My fever would just keep spiking. And it, it finally, at one point, the fever kept going up after medicine had been given, and mm. it wasn't going down. Yeah, scary. And so it was like kind of at that point, my dad saying, we got to load you up. And then what, another thing that we noticed, too, is that my right hip, I had fallen my right hip in basketball practice. Well, apparently, for whatever reason, it heated up that, that area, as weird as it is, and that's where the virus traveled to. So wow. it started to hurt my right hip, mm-hmm. and at one point, I just could, I couldn't walk on it, wow. all within two day, a day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't walk, so that was, that was pretty traumatic. So I couldn't walk. The fever was just steadily skyrocketing up. To one, at one point, I believe they say uh, that I received some brain damage because the the temperature was so high. What? And it, yeah. So I did not know that. Yeah. First, hey, gonna find <laughs> out a, cu- a couple things I think today. <laughs> we might better schedule. A weekly interview. <laughs> yeah, we might need to. But I there did was, not know that. How scary. There was some, they say that there was some brain damage. And, you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's, you know, people would. No comment. No. Would joke around and say, maybe that's what's wrong with me. But, no. Um, anyway, that's what happened. That had to have been, that had to have been scary. It was scary. It was very scary. It was very traumatic. It, it, you know, some points you couldn't even move me uh, mm. without me breaking down into tears because of the pain on my on my hip. I had to learn how to walk again using that my my right leg. Wow. So I had to learn how to walk again using my right leg and did school in the hospital. That was the first. Did did my some school in the hospital. Had my own teacher when I got home <laughs> from the hospital. Which is different. Yeah, was that was of, that was unheard of back then. Oh, but it was kind of cool because distance learning, right? But it was kind of cool at the same time because you know those—I can't remember what it was back then. Toss test or star test yes. or whatever test it was. I guess the teacher kind of felt bad for me when he administered the test because I'm like, I'm kind of out of it, you know, and I need help, <laughs> and they helped me, and I did really good on that test. <laughs> So that was kind of different. Yeah, lucky you. But it was it was definitely hard. It definitely came with its hardship, but I made it through. And I'm so glad you did. Yes, me too. So glad you're sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. So you're coming out of your own health battle that you've had, and then shortly after that, your dad starts having health issues of his own. And so that presented a different type of challenge for you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So my dad, from what I remember, has had 13 major back operations. Wow. Yeah. He actually, actually before I got sick, I, I would help out a little bit, obviously a little bit as he was dealing with some of that stuff, but the pain for him, it just kept getting worse. And after, even after I was sick, uh, and, and made it through that, mm-hmm. he still had his struggle. His struggle never really disappeared. It was kind of 
even in the midst of my what was going on with me, he was still dealing with his stuff and just hadn't, I guess, peaked yet mm-hmm. to where it was just really bad. He was always in pain. So it finally got to the point where he was in pain quite a bit and even to the point where the, the regular pain medication just to him wasn't effectively doing its job. Mm-hmm. So he began to, in a sense, abuse those medications to, to fight off the pain and, and some of the other things. And they, they got a grip on him. Mm. So it left me to kind of help out. And, and it wasn't every single day, but it was a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And there were some scary times. There was times where, you know, he's, I walk in and he's just passed out on the floor. Uh, I can remember one time he actually, he, he did pass out in front of me and he hit his head on the edge of a counter and just bust his head open and oh my gosh of course i was i was scared to death and i'm like oh what do i do you know mm-hmm. of course well yeah that had how old were you at the time uh was around 15 and your your sister was there yeah. and she was not actually at that point in time she was staying at my grandmother's house okay so she wasn't there when that happened but there were other times mm-hmm. and you know that that kind of put me in a position to grow up pretty fast oh yeah with the whole situation of my dad and mom being divorced at 12 and, you know, going through the things we were going through with him and then me and then having to go back, you know, make, help my sister and things like that. It, it did force me to grow up rather quickly and, and take on some responsibilities I didn't necessarily want to take on as a teenager, you know. Teenagers. Yeah, you want to have fun. Oh, yeah. You know, Be carefree. Think about, oh, it's all about me, you know, and. Well, adulthood's coming for you, and yeah. you don't want to rush that, you right. know? Right, it's true. <laughs> want to be true. carefree as long as you can. It's true, but I got a fast track to adulthood, you know, during those years. Had to help out and, and do what needed to be done to help out. I'm not saying I was perfect by any means. There was definitely my times of being bratty and, and whining about it and and things like that and, and wishing circumstances were different. Mm-hmm. But I think any kid slash teenager would think that. And I definitely had those thoughts, but at the same time, I don't know what it is, but God has, thank God has always given me a, a sense of compassion mm-hmm. and, and definitely, I definitely had my time as a teenager being selfish, self-centered, mm-hmm. but definitely, definitely still felt my times of compassion or feeling bad for when I couldn't help. Um, just because of maybe a situation. There's some situations I put myself into, and maybe we won't go into that right now, but it's kind of what led up to, you know, getting married and starting a family at a very young age, Mm -hmm. 19, 20 years old, and then being divorced at 28 years old. So kind of of crazy. Mm -hmm. But I, I think, you know, going through those circumstances and those trials of having to, to really help, with you know, and go through my health issues and help my dad with his, and and, and go through some of the trials I've been through in life, yeah, including my own silly mistakes, mistakes yeah. and uh, sinful choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I do want us to talk about this these type of things on future episodes. Sure. You know, just surviving divorce mm-hmm. and. You know, God has been very faithful to us. You know, even after we've walked through a divorce, Correct. we still. He still brought us together and, you know, we've had a blended family and I know that we want to share survival tips on how we've (laughs) navigated through those difficult life circumstances. Tip one, pray a lot. Yeah, absolutely.
It sounds to me that, you know, the Lord was preparing you and us really, but you through these circumstances that you've walked through, he prepared you and strengthened you for what we're walking through now. Because did you ever imagine that early on in our marriage, we would be walking through a, a health crisis? No, absolutely not. I mean, you know, when you're in the, the blissful moment of getting married and as my, my grandparents used to say, being Twitter-pated. Right? Twitter-pated? Twitter-pated, just like off Bambi, <laughs> yes. Twitter-pated. Always Twitter-pated. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, you, don't, you don't really have those thoughts of, oh, what if things go bad? Yeah. Or what if, what if a critical illness strikes right away? And I guess I never really expected it either because you've always been in good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've always been in good shape and exercised and things. No like comment. That. And <laughs> no comment. You know, and for me, I just didn't think. Oh well, you know, she, my wife, she's gonna fall critically ill within the next few years. Mm-hmm. I never, I never entered my mind at all. I, I, I thought about things like that maybe further down the road of, you know, we get older and right. our health starts sure. to kind of fail in certain things areas. Things start falling apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> start decomposing a little bit. <laughs> You know, gravity takes its toll. Yep. I I thought about those things, but I never thought within the next, I guess, the first three years, Mm -hmm. first two years of marriage that we would start seeing some really hard things uh, on the illness or in the illness phase, I guess. Or. Yeah. So that was that was really it was really difficult to kind of take really had a hard time with it at first because mm-hmm. I'm watching the woman of my dreams I'm watching my wife that I love like cherish just be go through the ringer and that was really hard for me to watch very hard for me to watch I didn't never expected that that was going to happen yeah me either how would you say that this experience affected your faith? That's a very good question. My faith has been very important to me for a long time since 2002, August 2002, which I got saved or I received Jesus at that time, uh, unbeknownst to me in the same church that you did. Yep, uh, I got saved in 2002 <laughs> also. Around, around the same time, and I didn't know that. I thought that was crazy when we found that out later. It was pretty neat. Uh, well, so my faith was has been a big deal and has played a big part. One of the things that really kind of tested my faith was just the, just seeing the, you know, when you when you first were ill, I should start there. When you were first were ill, you really couldn't get out of bed, and that was that was pretty hard. And that was very um, traumatic very traumatic on on you especially you I mean, you're the one doing all the fighting on the in, inside you know our battles are, are different you know my battles and the, the kids battles are different mm-hmm. than yours but you had that you had the front row seat right your first person dealing with this stuff and then then it's us and it was very hard to watch I, I watched our kids you know see their mom who is active and a runner running marathons and us always going and doing races together and you know you were very active in running marathons and you know we were always going and doing races together mm-hmm. and I just thought 
that's how it was supposed to be and then and then bam we just get sidetracked with this stuff you know it started in it started in october of 2014 mm-hmm. and then we were find ourselves in the same like it just got worse yep. progressively got worse and then october 2017 was when the world got flipped turned up upside down on us yeah it did it just got flipped around and that was hard watching you be in the bed being barely being able to walk across the room um, that was very hard for me and then and then there were the other things that really tested me like you know now i'm not only am i working by my you know i'm the only one in the house working so i'm I'm just the the sole breadwinner now Mm -hmm. instead of you know being a two-income house we're a single-income house trying to to work and, and and meet the needs of and demands of work and then come home and cook dinner and take care of kids and see who's got homework and who doesn't have homework yeah it was a lot on you it was it was a whole lot and that cycle would feed the the guilt for me you know i knew that that was my place to do a lot of those things and i couldn't do it yeah. and i mean but you you didn't complain you you did it it was rough to watch oh let's be fair there was some times i, I complained maybe not necessarily to you but i complained Really now? Yeah, I talked to God. And I was like, Truth comes out. This, okay, this, all right. See, I, again. <laughs> so I talked to God a lot about it, and I'm just like, God, this is, this is hard. And not only that, we're still trying to blend a family in all of this, and yeah. that was not easy. Hey, we're throwing in sickness on top of this thing. What? And that made it real hard. Trying to blend a family, it seemed like at times on my own, mm-hmm. and that that was very difficult because. You've got, you know, my three kids, and then your two kids. Have, we've we've brought them to the marriage, and trying to be a, a father figure and a mentor to the two kids that you've brought in, and trying to still be father and, and mentor to my three kids, and it was just it was just rough. I mean, now we don't look at it as my three or two. We we look at it as our, you know, our five, the Fab Five. Uh, sometimes they can be the scary five, but still, um, <laughs> we we've we've done a really good job at that. But anyway, going back to the faith part, it was hard, and, and I remember uh, one instance in 2018 driving down one of the main roads in Pearland. I just finally broke, and I just started crying out to God, and it's kind of one of those deals where I I wasn't like lashing out at God, like blaming him for anything, like like a five-year-old whiny kid or anything like that. Why me? Why are you doing this? I, I didn't do that. But I do remember going, God, really? Can it just, can we just get an answer? Can we just, you know, yeah. at that point in time, we still didn't even really have any answers. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing doctor after doctor. We've drained our, we drained our uh, retirement and we drained our twice. Mm-hmm. We and did. We drained our savings and we were down to just, we were just making ends meet, uh, there was a lot of um, loneliness in that time of us trying to really make it through by ourselves. There was a few people that came around and praised God for those people. Yeah, they helped us. Um, and there were, and then we had people that would come in and then just kind of disappear and no, no explanation. And it felt like, man, what are we doing wrong? And he threw all that on top of it. Was really hard. Yeah, there was a lot going on at one time. A lot happening at one time, and I know that. I was just asking God, I'm like, God, please just help, you know, please help mm-hmm. us. Please, you know, you know, heal my wife, touch my wife, you know, help us find a diagnosis, something, just any little thing right now, you know, a little grain of sand, you know, just give it, 
please. And uh, broke down crying and sobbing and weeping and, and, you know, of course, praying for you and asking that God would would do something. And he did. He did. You know, it wasn't shortly after that that we started really finding out some stuff. And uh, I, know he, I know he heard our prayers. Yeah, he did. You know, another way it tested my faith was people. I have to understand this. And, and another thing I've learned along the way is, like, forgiveness and a balance of forgiveness. And, you know, even from, you know, past things, being a child and growing up and dealing with some of the things I dealt with. And even through, even through past divorce was learning how to forgive and kind of just move forward and learn a healthy balance. Like don't take abuse. Yeah. And, but at the same time, know how to forgive and move forward. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had, you know, there was people in our lives, uh, friends, family, it didn't matter. Other, even other people, just people at random that we just knew, like maybe they were on a, a social media page or whatever. And they would question, Oh, well, you know, Rachel looks great. You know, she doesn't look like anything is wrong. You know, there doesn't look like there's anything wrong with her. And I would just be boiling on the inside. And I'd have to bite my tongue and just <laughs> politely be like, oh, well, no, 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 no. There's there's some stuff going on. But what I really wanted to say, and what you're fixing to learn on this podcast. Oh, great. <laughs> is I, I really wanted to just yell. I, I really, I really, it really made me angry. Because I felt like, in a sense... Like, who are you to, to do that? Like, I would never question that, you know, that, that person or people or, or who, I wouldn't question that because here's what I do know. We don't, when it comes to social media, just as a general statement, we don't typically post a bunch of negative, we don't post a bunch of negative comments or we don't post a bunch of negative uh, circumstances in our life. We, we typically try to stay away from that. We try to use Facebook. We're posting articles. We're posting pictures of our family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was this one picture that we had, we had taken of you, and it was a live picture. And we, we took the picture, and <laughs> as, we, as we watched the live picture, you could just see you just kind of collapse after the picture. It's like, <laughs> and, like, you, you kind of just let your air out, and, and you just look you looked so tired and just beat like you were just worn out. And I'm like, that's the real picture that needs to go. Like, you know, I wish people could see that. And that was one of the things that really tested my faith because I guess in a way, the way it tested my faith was it really tested my, my faith in people. And I had to learn how to, to just wrestle with that and and not be prideful and and let it go Mm -hmm. and and just be forgiving and and be Christ-like. And even in that, because that was hard for me because I know the real deal. I'm like, you're not over here watching what's going on. You're not over here seeing what's happening. You're not over here staying up all night because your wife is really dealing with something or your 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 loved one is dealing with something. You're not having to do that. And you're not having to wake up in the middle of the night thinking, you know, your wife is thinking, oh, you know what, this is it. I'm 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 fixing to die because the feelings that you're having are uncontrollable. And, and, you know, that's hard for people to understand. It's hard for people to grasp. And so there was some kind of preconceived idea that everything was fine. And, oh, no, everything looks fine. Well, I just have to say it, it wasn't. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes to comes from, you know, the fact that I would still try to put on that strong face for the kids, for the kids' sake, right. really. 
And no one wants to post a picture looking the way they feel <laughs> with your kids <laughs> at Christmas or at Thanksgiving or birthdays. You're going to try your best to smile and enjoy the moment that you're in. But yes, a couple of kids discovered that live feature <laughs> would come to me and say, Mom, look at your face after the picture yeah, was taken. Yeah, yeah. And I felt a little bad, but, you know, that's just me trying to be strong for them sure, because yeah. of what they've been through in this process. I know so, that. I know, yeah. And, and I had to wrestle with that. I had to wrestle with, you know, it's okay. People, they don't live in this house. They don't, they don't, they're not walking on yeah. a walk. They're not dealing with this. You know, it's kind of like one of those things when people say, I completely understand what you're going through. And it's like, no. That's impossible. You yeah. can't completely understand what I'm going through because you're not walking in this this battle. You may be able to to identify, but to completely understand, we're all different. So that was one thing I had to really learn was just to kind of let those things go. Yeah. They're for petty sure. and, and I had to forgive and that, that tested my faith and you know, what is it? You know, you shall love the Lord your it God. Tested with all your, your character too. I mean well right. You have to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the you know, second commandment is, is, is like it is to love your neighbor as yourself. And I'm like, I think I can handle the first one. This love your neighbor thing, God. Who we? I'm just going to be truthful and say sometimes that was really hard uh, in the midst of midst of all that. And, you know, in the, especially in the early, the early phases of all this. It was really difficult. And God, God taught me, you know, how to do that. You know, that's his grace and his mercy. Mm-hmm. I guess there is actually one more thing that really kind of tested the faith. And it, and to a degree, it still kind of does. We're still walking through this thing. Mm-hmm. We are still, we still have an uphill battle. You know, we're still, we're still taking this thing uphill and it's not always easy. I, or, I would, or cheap. Or, or, or cheap. <laughs> no, that that's true. We've, we've gone through another round of, of spending. And the last time when we got the real final diagnosis there was people that even helped us and you know if you're listening to this we really appreciate your help and helping us but we still ended up emptying our bank account Uh, it's not that we haven't found the answers it's just there's just a a kind of a plethora of of different things happening at one time that this this illness has really has caused that we didn't know was going to happen we didn't know it was going to cause a lot of these issues and it, it has and they've been very painful, and even even up to this point, to the day of this podcast, there's still been some hard times, some sleepless nights, even here recently, and we just have to keep pressing in. Uh, I think now, as far as the faith goes, God has done some really awesome things during this time, even though it's been hard, mm-hmm. and now it's like there's a focus, like, okay, we got this, you know, we're going to keep moving forward, we're going to keep pushing we're going to press in. We're not giving up. We're not going to throw in the towel, so to speak. I think we should share some tips on ways that you and I fought to stay connected as a married couple walking through this battle. Because there were times that you felt great and I felt terrible. And, you know, it was hard to get on that same page. But we we found creative ways to keep our relationship whole whole fresh yep so yeah uh, definitely we didn't allow ourselves to lose that dynamic of enjoying each other's company and spending time together and stepping away from all the other problems that were going on and just focusing on you and I where we weren't allowed to talk about kids and we still do this (laughs) yeah on date nights no kid talk no job talk no no finance talk 
It's just laughter and yes. talking about each other. One of the things I can remember, we had multiple conversations kind of in the beginning when you were in the bed even, and even after that when you went to the, you know, from the bed to the wheelchair. We would have multiple conversations about, you know, making sure that we kept a focus on each other. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was nights where in the beginning we would have date nights at home in our bedroom, a little set up in there, a little table, and we would we would order takeout and sit at our little table and pretend like we're at a restaurant. Pretend like we were at a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> the kids would wait on us. The kids would be the yes, the kids they we were all they were all involved in it. They, you were, know, they would be our they waiters and waitresses and it was cute to see them get involved and they yeah, did cute stuff. They did. And sometimes they put their own little twist on stuff. Sometimes it was awesome. Sometimes it was like, Oh my goodness. Especially I cannot were, eat this. <laughs> yeah. Especially if it was a dessert. It was like mmm Yummy. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> And I would, you know, I think there was a couple, there might have been one time that I hurry up and ran to the bathroom and flushed it down the toilet and came back. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it was great. Truth uh, so comes out. If they hear this, you know, they're not going to be offended. They're probably going to laugh. <laughs> we did a lot of things to try to really make things work. We had a lot of conversations about just making sure that even though we were in this predicament and even though that we were fighting this together, I, I, I personally wanted to let you know you weren't alone. Mm -hmm. um, Number one, you had Jesus. Number two, you have a husband that's not going to give up. And we made it very, uh, or I should say, we, we made it a very personal point to have these conversations, to, to let each other know that we were here for each other mm -hmm. and that we, we were important and you were important and that we were going to focus on each other and still pursue each other. Yeah, absolutely. Even though we were in a, in a predicament. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. You know, a lot of people, they they give up. I mean, we've heard stories of people that they've dealt with something for a few months and it's like, Oh, I'm out of here or yeah. I can't handle this. It's too much pressure. I'm, I'm losing my money. I'm losing this. I'm losing that. I never saw it that way. I mean, it definitely was like, Oh man, this is a big shock. Yeah. Um, totally just hard. But at the same time, it was the way I viewed it was I got a job to do. Mm -hmm. uh, this is my wife. I took these I take these vows seriously. Yeah, we're on this journey together. Yeah, we're in this together until death do us part, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the other things that we focused on was spending time in the prayer room. Yes. The prayer closet together. Yes. My my small little closet, we would go in there and, yeah. you know, that was our time to really seek after God. And I'm thankful for those those moments that we have, those moments that we had and those moments that we have. Yes. Because, in my opinion, that's the key to a successful marriage is you have to be praying together. That's right. That's and reading right. the word together. That's right. So, Absolutely. What would you like to say to those who are listening who might find themselves in a very difficult situation or some rough circumstances, struggling, enduring? What's your advice? I guess my advice would be to a person that's, it doesn't matter if it's a health issue or, or whatever, you know, as we've talked about many times or on this podcast or many times that you've talked about as well and that we've talked about together. We talk about how, you know, it's divorce. It's, you know, a loss of a loved one. It's a, it's a, a loved one that's very ill or sick and, and, and facing uh, death. I guess I would say this, and it's something that my, my dad taught me as a kid, and it was don't hang your head. And another thing is that he taught me, and we had have talked about before, was just like the Rocky movies, you know, when you get knocked down, you get back up. You keep fighting. You keep going forward. 
Mm. And yeah. we've had that conversation before, and he was just like, you know, it's like it's like a Rocky movie. You just get you get take the punches, you get knocked down, and and sometimes sometimes you get hit really hard, and it may take a long time to get back up. Yeah. But the focus is get back up. I mean, yeah. That's the focus. Don't hang your head. Get back up. It reminds me of the scripture, you know, we're struck down but not destroyed. Correct. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. It doesn't say we might be or we could be. It right. says we're struck we down will, right? but not destroyed. Jesus says that we will have trials. We will have tribulation. It doesn't yeah. say you might. This might happen in your Some life. Some of you or a few of you. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> no, it's it's all of us. We all have our battle. We all have the thing that we have to endure, you know, and endure it podcast. It's whatever that it is. Right. And it could be anything. That's why the word it is so big. It is exactly right. <laughs> whatever your it is. Yeah. Whatever your it is, that's what you got to endure. That's the first thing I, I would say. The second thing is it's a, uh, I want to, I want to say it's Jeremiah 17, seven or seven seventeen. I always get that <laughs> backwards. Sometimes it's the sevens, I think. But I do know what it says. It says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. Mm-hmm. And what I want to say about that is, I know God spoke that to me several years ago, many times in in what we're fighting, mm-hmm. what, we're, what we're battling through, the it we're working through. And I know he has spoken that to me several times over. And it's just like a, it's just kind of a wake up call. No matter what happens, mm-hmm. my, my, my trust is in God. So my love, my trust, my faith, my hope, everything is in Jesus. It's, it's all in him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would say maybe to the one who's a loved one that's facing uh, death, they're at death's door. I I would say keep pushing because, you know, we get so caught up in all these things of life, our families, our, our jobs, and and these things kind of become primary Mm -hmm. and Jesus kind of gets lost in there somewhere. I think what we need to do is we need to keep Jesus central so that we understand that when we are facing struggles, when we are facing trials, when we are facing heartache and pain, mm-hmm. that Jesus still remains center. the rock. Yeah. You know, he still remains central in your life mm-hmm. no matter what happens. So if it is a loss of a loved one or, or you know, whatever it is, got to understand you're going to be reunited one day. That person loves Jesus. You're going to be reunited with mm-hmm. them, especially if it's like a child. I mean, there's several Several people that we know, children are facing some really hard times. Yes. And and they as a family are going through hard times, and we're praying. Mm-hmm. We are. And we're praying very, very hard. But I, I would say that to anybody who's going through anything. It's just remember to keep Jesus central. Remember that he is the prize. He's the primary goal. He's the primary focus. We all walk through hardship, every single one of us. Yeah. But Jesus is is the goal in life. He's he's primary. You know that this life here is just so it's like a vapor. You know I could I could say something like oh man you know twenty years ago and I think oh twenty years ago I was in high school mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't you, you you say that coming out of your mouth and you're like whoa wait what twenty years ago that was twenty years ago mm-hmm. you know and it's life is a vapor when when it talks about it life being a vapor that's exactly what it is it's just like a breath. <sighs> And it's gone. Yep. Keeping Jesus central, keeping him the primary focus is going to be... Imperative. Imperative. And it's the best advice. The other the other piece of advice I would say is pray, pray, pray hard. Yep. And, and I, I do want to say this, too, to the person that maybe is listening to this that is wrestling with Jesus and in in, in all of this. Because I will tell you, I have wrestled. I, I don't, and I think it's normal, you know, to wrestle. 
I would say to the person that's wrestling with their faith and wrestling with Jesus that you're still in a good spot. Mm-hmm. You're still in a, in a very good place, you, you know, in that wrestle. Yeah, so I would say just continue that wrestle. Continue pressing in, even if it's hard. And if you, and if you don't know Jesus, I, I would just say this. Maybe that's the first step you need to take or, or you need to hear some encouragement. I would just say go to him. Maybe you're like, oh, I don't know about this faith thing. I don't know about this 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 whole Jesus thing. I would just say, go to him anyway. Mm-hmm. Go to him anyway. Find a church. Get plugged in. Go to him anyway. This wrestling, we will see a breakthrough. You know, we've talked about it many times. We'll see a breakthrough now, or we're going to see it later, or we're going to see it when we go see Jesus. The yeah. breakthrough's coming. Yeah, guaranteed. Either way, the breakthrough is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about us and this perseverance and, and, and just the continuing to fight and struggle towards that end mm-hmm. goal. And that end goal is Christ. It is. And I love what you said about prayer. You know, even here recently, you and I had a conversation about something I felt like the Lord spoke to my spirit was, you know, when we come in this prayer room, when we get in that place with him, there's never a time that we go to pray and seek him that he does not impart something into us. Oh, yeah. That's we, right. we never go and pray and waste our time or pray in vain. Every right. single time we do that, he is imparting something and, and guiding us in some way. And I, I feel like a kid when I do this, and I think that's okay. I visualize that scene out of the Lord of the Rings movie when they're hiding outside of Mordor. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all the energy of the, you know, the dark realm just shoots up in this beam of light into yeah. the sky. And as crazy as it sounds, when I go into the prayer closet, I visualize that happening. Like, that's our direct connection with God. You know, the, he, our voice goes before him and we are activated and connected with heaven and he hears us and he's responding. And I don't know, that scene always just kind of left me with that visual. Yeah. And whether we think that we should get this answer right away, mm-hmm. because there are times where we think that we think, you know, we're justified in, in our frustration or we're justified in asking, give me that answer right now. And if you don't give it to me right now, I'm mad at you. We, we pout. Right. And and I, and I would say, you know, as we've walked through this, there's been times of pouting. Oh yeah, you and, could you could definitely tell you were going through a purging process yeah. where your flesh was yeah. wanting to just rear its ugly head at God, yes. and, and blame Him and demand answers. And yes, after so much time passes, you realize that you're in that you're in the pressing. That's you're right. you're being. That's right, and it's your okay. faith is being tried. Yes, and it's okay, and it's, it's, it's good for us. It's perfectly, <laughs> it's good for us. It's great. Yep. And we got to realize that we got to get to that point where we realize that the suffering and this it's momentary. Mm-hmm. This momentary affliction. It's a momentary. So yeah. I would just say that. Thank you so much for being here today and talking with us and sharing your heart and sharing your side of the story. Well, thanks for having me. I'm kind of partial to you as my favorite guest. <laughs> we'll see. I know you have more guests lined up. We'll see. <laughs> All right, everybody, check us out on the website, www.enduritpodcast.com. Check out the apparel. We're excited oh, about yeah. that. Got some, we got some pretty check cool pieces out, yeah, out check there. Check out the merch. we got Christmas time coming up soon. Yep. Makes uh, a great Christmas present. I would say this. It's merch for a cause. So there will be some things that we do with the finances to, to help out other people, especially around this time of year. Yep. And shoot us an email. We'd love to hear your story. If you'd like to share your story on the Endurit podcast, we would love for that to happen too. Shoot us an email at rzt at enduritpodcast.com. Also, check us out on Facebook and Instagram under Endurit Podcast. Until next time, we will talk soon.